Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dial the gate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome to Dial the Gate, everyone. My name is David Reed. Thanks for tuning in to, I believe, are we at episode 59? We are episode 59 now, one away from 60. Simone Bailey, one of my dear peeps from Stargate, is going to be joining us uh, in just a moment here. Uh, Hope you're having a great weekend. Before we bring Simone in and really get the show going, if you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it makes a great. It'll make it a great uh, mean a great deal to me if you click the like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm, and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing the video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes. This is key if you plan on watching live. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next several days on Gateworld. World.net. So with this episode, as is with most episodes, I am going to be asking Simone some questions. Then over on youtube.com slash dial the gate, uh, the moderators during that time will be fielding questions from you, the audience. If you want to ask Simone a question, that's where you're going to want to do it. And then after the show, I have some artwork featuring Simone that I will be revealing that I found over at DeviantArt. Without further ado, Simone Bailey, Kalel, welcome to the show. Hi. Welcome thank back, so I much. should say. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm it's, excited to talk to you. Uh, it's it's It was a pleasure to have you on for our, our game last time. I know you've been really busy and it's like, oh, we're going to get her this month? We're going to get her? Okay, next year? No, okay, this month now. This month I've got you. How are things going? Really great. I am uh, today is a beautiful sunny day, and uh, I've taken upon myself. Um, I've become a bit of a home gardener. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I'm really into propagating vegetables, and so the array <laughs> of vegetables, vegetables that I have, yeah. Um, and I think it was because I wasn't sure if we were going to be experiencing the apocalypse and that's kind of how it started, but it's also really fun. And I I get so much life myself just from watching all of my plants grow. (laughs) It really does something to you, you know, watch giving these, these little things life and then getting Mm -hmm. to eat them. (laughs) What are you growing? I am growing an avocado tree, romaine lettuce, mint, Green onions, sweet potatoes, uh, celery. <laughs> I mean, just so many carrots. This isn't a Bok patio choy. garden. You've got wow, you've got a full fledged garden going. Yes. Wow. Good for it's you. It's really fun. And every morning I go out and like check on how everyone's doing and change <laughs> <Everyone>. their water. <laughs> well, they're, Give them they're encouragement. Like my, they're my babies. Do you talk I to talk your plants? To, I do. <laughs> I do. And I've got flowers as well. And yeah. So those are my babies because I don't have children. So is those there are babies. <laughs> any uh, legitimacy to um, the claims that talking your plants helps the plants? Is there any I of that? I think so. I mean, it's yeah, certainly there's... good for us. It's certainly good for, you know, our mental health, you know, to be able to, to verbalize things. You know, some people would disagree, but I certainly think it is. You know, talk to well, our pets think... and everything else. And there is some science behind that with things that are, um, water um based or or have water in them so anyway yeah wow i think so i think with a little bit of love everything grows better (laughs) us included no that's certainly true absolutely so that's that's fantastic so yeah all right well how okay my audience i i've had Mm -hmm. been lucky to have sue ann braun on she has a youtube show you Mm -hmm. do as well 
Yes, I do. I have the Simone Bailey show on my YouTube channel. And yesterday I just finished episode 12. Um, and then I've Very also nice. been releasing um, some videos of my paintings and meditation because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I am a certified yoga instructor. So I have taught meditation and, and yoga and things like that. So I'm hoping to drop some more videos as time goes on. I have a lot of videos that I'm still um, editing and and finalizing before they're released, but yeah. So what's the, is youtube.com slash? Simone Bailey. Simone Bailey, S-I-M-O-N-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y, like it is on the screen right there. So So go check her out, we'll be linking at the end of the show. Yeah, my spelling of Bailey is not the Irish cream uh, alcohol version. It is a (laughs) French spelling. So I think back in the day it would be pronounced Bailey, but I just pronounce it Bailey, but. Yeah, so you can find me there. What has it been like? Because you, could, I can certainly relate to this. Uh, becoming a host of your own program and building out, beginning to build out a community. Because both of our shows are still really young. Um, yeah. We've got to we've got to catch up with Sue Ann Braun. So she's right. she's been going for a lot longer. Um, yeah. What is it? It's such a satisfying experience to share other people um, with with a fan base, you know, share the, the, the people who have influenced you, the people who have, you know, motivated you or that you just like as people, sharing them with others. Right. And for me, uh, it started as a dare. Actually, what had happened was, yeah, actually, I had always, always wanted to do my own show and be a, um, a content creator online. Yeah. But I think for me, I just didn't know how to technically do it. So what had happened was I was invited to do a Stargate interview on another channel. And the host of that channel, he and I became friends and he would contact me and he said, you know, Simone, you should really do your own show. I think fans would love it. It would be great. And he goes, you know, what's to stop you to maybe uh, do it on Wednesday? And I was like, what? what?" I'm like, that's like two days away. And he goes, yeah, just just do it. And so he phoned me and would teach me all the tech. And like, wow, what an amazing gift. Like he's like my... um, my YouTube angel <laughs> and, I, you know, and I learned how to do all this stuff. And what is so cool is producing my own show and curating the, the talent. And already I've, I've interviewed tons of, of actors from Stargate and dark matter and Battlestar Galactica and, and all these other amazing shows. And as a Canadian who now lives in the U S I, mm. One of my kind of sleeper things I'm doing is I'm also showcasing a lot of Vancouver talent that has crossed over onto these bigger American projects, but I really want to celebrate that talent and, um, and, you know, just promote them because I, I'm so proud of everyone and, and uh, we have such an amazing um, group of, of really strong, talented and uh, actors and wonderful people. So I always want to, um, celebrate all those people you guys built an industry up there with those sci-fi shows mm-hmm. i mean we just had james yeah. bamford on and you know he's doing uh, superman and lois now it's like the third or fourth generation of a lot of these sci-fi projects many yeah. of which were launched with stargate and battlestar galactica and smallville and that 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 ilk you know yeah. it's a lot to be proud of and mm-hmm. you know it's um we're in an age where we're, we're doing a lot of self-reflection and a lot of us have a lot of time on our hands and time to <laughs> time to watch content like this or listen to it on the road. You know, you can, you don't even have to have it on the screen. You can just listen to it. And it's a lot of fun. And I've had so many amazing comments from all of the fans all over the world. Like my most recent shows have over, I asked like the audience, where are you guys tuning in from? And I had over 25 countries and I cannot believe Mm -hmm. like the the reach from my living room all the way everywhere is just so awesome and it makes me feel really connected and i'm so grateful to provide that entertainment for people and i learn something every time i do it as well so 
Yeah. I, I, I do as well. And oftentimes learn, oh, don't push that button. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, technically. Yeah. 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 No, not, yeah. not conversationally. Yeah. Although yeah sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can put no, your foot in your mouth. Yeah, yesterday I had a really big stream um, with like a very well-known um, gaming uh, streamer in the video game world. And uh, I realized within minute two that my tech wasn't working. I had all of these photos uh, I was ready to like show. No. And I learned very quickly. I was like, oh, that's not working today. But you yeah. just can't be precious about stuff. You just have to be like, okay, it's, you know, I'm in the moment. I'm just going to move on. The live shows are tricky. You know, mm-hmm. there's a spontaneity to them, but they, they lack polish um, <laughs> to a degree. I love this this open broadcast software that that's available for free. It took a while to get used to, but I mean, I've got like my numeric keypad to run it. And, oh. you know, yeah, just left hand, left hand. I go back and forth between me, us, and you. So it's, you're like uh, minority report. You're like doing all this. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Where's my little wooden ball to catch? Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, no, it's, it's. We're creative people, and mm-hmm. it's so wonderful to be able to uh, to have tools like this to be able to provide free content to people who you know have have loved the work that you guys have produced. So it's terrific. Yeah, it's and great. I mean, most of us aren't going to the movie theater, so I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's so very very little new content in that regard. So right. absolutely. Yeah. How did you get started in your? Um, I, I don't, I don't, what's, what's my, my, my words, my words escape me. How did you get started in your craft? How far does oh. this go back? Oh, it goes back to me as a wee little girl. Um, little Simone. <laughs> little wee me. <laughs> I was, um, well, I was born in Calgary and I, um, I had a grandpa who was a well-known jazz musician in Calgary. Yeah. And so I was introduced to show business just as a, as a viewer quite early oh. on. And he would take me to shows because basically my grandparents, you know, raised me as babysitters yep. uh, while my parents were working. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And then I started in plays at school in elementary school. I remember I had a crush on this boy in third grade <laughs> oh, named no. CJ. Right. And he and I got cast opposite each other in this school play. And I played his aunt, but in the play, I had to kiss him. Well, as an aunt to a as an nephew. aunt to a nephew. But to me, it was like, ooh, I get to kiss CJ right in front of everyone, and I have to do it. So that was <laughs> really um, exciting for me. And then, of course, you know, I got into plays in high school. Uh, I was really active in high school in dance, athletics, singing. I was in the vocal jazz choir. I played piano. Um, I was also, you know, on the championship teams for softball and, and volleyball and all these athletics things. yeah yeah and, and musical theater and all these things um and I knew very early on that I wanted to be an actor from the moment I saw the movie Grease with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John <laughs> as a young kid when I saw that movie it was so much fun and lively and the singing and dancing numbers were just so exciting and I would play it over and over again and I would do all the moves and 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 sing along and all that um I absolutely loved playing dress up so dress up was a huge gateway for me um I then out of school uh auditioned to get into a one of the top acting programs in Canada at the time um, at where they have over 150 people apply and audition and they only take 12 and wow. I made it and I was so excited and I trained there for my first year but then I started missing home because that was out uh, in Toronto mm-hmm. area so then I moved back to Vancouver where my parents were and I did the same thing I auditioned for the program at UBC the University of British Columbia which Stargate fans will be interested is where Michael Shanks and Alex Zahara also trained they went through the same program as I did but different years because they're older than me Um, (laughs) and I I was one of 12 to be accepted into this program a bunch of people got cut by the end I was one of three women to graduate my class I got to study with the Shakespeare guru of Canada um, and from 
university, I, I flew to Toronto for an audition for a Shakespeare company. My buddy was so um, convinced that I would get the lead role if I just took the chance and flew for the audition. And I said, you know, that's a big deal for me to fly to Toronto to audition <laughs> yeah. for, you know, all across the country for just an audition that I might not get. He goes, no, I'm telling you, you're so good. You should do this. And I did. And I booked it. Wow. Yeah. So then I got to act with the Shakespeare company and tour with them for five months. So we did two different Shakespeare shows in rep, which means like you do one one night, then you do the other the other night. switch back and forth. So it's a lot to have like all that Stargate. I mean, not Stargate. That's two. (laughs) (laughs) In your head, right? And um, then in addition to that, I was understudying one of the other lead roles. So, you know, it, it was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, I sang with a band for a while and I, um, I toured and recorded with those guys uh, singing and playing keyboards. And then, yeah, also got into film. And here I am. <laughs> no turning back. No, yeah, absolutely. Has it been worth it? so worth it so yeah. much fun it's yeah. not Every, easy is it 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 is flowing yeah but you know that comes with the territory and i think um i think it's just really nice to to have something new and fresh all the time and also get the opportunity to collaborate and work with so many extraordinary uh people and also talented individuals mm. from all different walks of life and countries i just think it's it's magical yeah tell us about getting cast in stargate sg1 oh um <laughs> it just makes me giddy thinking about it because i just love stargate so much i went in for an audition and at the time i believed it was just a one episode part and I had not actually watched the show much um, because that was, you know, before the days of streaming. It was before, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of before a lot of internet, you know, YouTube Hubba. videos. And, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was more challenging to to watch shows like that. And plus, I was already so active with all these other productions that, you know, sometimes it's just you don't have the time to really like, watch a full um you know, seasons and seasons of a show, but obviously I'd heard of it. I knew it was a huge property and it was, you know, very exciting to me. I went in for the audition and I booked it and um, yeah, it was just the coolest thing ever to show up on set and be part of that world. Birthright season seven. Yes. Amazonian Jaffa. It was uh, Mm -hmm. Christopher Judge's script. And they were they were talking about you know wanting to introduce the the Amazonian uh, 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 women uh, mythology into uh, uh, Stargate with with a Stargate mythological twist to it, and it was a group of uh, female Jaffa warriors who uh, had rebelled against their god and were basically uh, protecting all as many of the women uh, from being killed as babies as they could from um, from the gold Maluk. Yes, so. he was committing femicide. Uh, so true. we were protecting women. Yes. Tell us about Kalel. Who was she, you know, and who did she evolve to become? It was a really exciting role for me because when I joined uh, as Kalel, um, again, created by Christopher Judge, so that mm. in itself was really exciting. I initially started as part of the tribe lower in the ranks and we were led our tribe was led by Ishta played by actress Jolene Blalick yeah and she uh was from Stargate or Star Trek rather Enterprise Enterprise. yeah so um it was really wild for me as an actor I, I I typically try to endow whoever I'm acting opposite in in a bit of of the role that they have so I really as an actor looked up to her, um, as my leader, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, Ishta, and, I mean, her, Kala would have been a student. Right. Yeah. So. And so, you know, again, me as the actor, I just thought it was a one episode part. And then they invited me back, um, for season eight 
and that was fantastic. And then I was back um, in season nine as well. So this one episode part ended up becoming um, a recurring role. And that was so exciting for me. Um, in the beginning episodes, I was, you know, leather clad <laughs> and, uh, and then, and on this planet. And then, of course, in the later episodes, I joined the, the council. Uh, High Council on Dakara. So that was uh, an added layer and bonus to my character which made the whole journey of Kalel very dynamic because I went from very low in the ranks to representing my entire planet or my people, yeah. which is really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, it, what was one of the, the great things about the show was they would, they would reward the viewer um, with references to previous episodes through story uh, development through character development and through the satellite guest stars, it provided a continuity to show that you know these the or at least you know make the attempt to say that these people do continue to exist throughout this reality that we are creating in this show. Mm-hmm. And when you were introduced, it was at you know a pivot point in the Jaffa story where they were going. Um, in season eight, they were really becoming their own nation and finally getting out from the oppression of the Goa'ulds. There was a lot to do, you know? That was a, that, as, as viewers at the time, we were like, okay, where's this going to go next? If we're going to have, you know, a season uh, nine, they set up a nation. And what does that look like? You know, and who are these people? And, you know, what are their values going to be there like? They're not necessarily going to be like us, you know? They're they're a warrior race and they have honor and they have their own values and this is who they are. Yeah. It was good stuff. Really good stuff. How about working with Chris? <laughs> I love working with Chris. He is so awesome. And actually, he is one of the cast members that we still keep in touch. Like he'll text me out of the blue. And he actually took me for sushi, you know, before pandemic, yeah. uh, the pandemic hit. But um He's wonderful to work with. I think he loves when I, you know, as Kalel would come on because I didn't know this, but every time, if you create a character as a writer, you get a little kickback every time that character plays. But um, he and I also just personally really get along. Um, I think what's so extraordinary about working on Stargate is the insane level of talent and professionalism, but off camera it is just like pure hilarity and we're constantly joking. And then like when the cameras roll, like everyone is like, indeed, you know, like very serious, (laughs) indeed, (laughs) you know? So um, that was really fun for me. There has to be levity. I mean, Stargate was pretty good about, about um, not going too late into the night. They did. They didn't really want to do, they wanted it to be like a Monday, Friday kind of nine to five as best as you could in that industry. Though sometimes there are, there are 18 hour days. There just are. But, you know, it, when the cameras are rolling, um, uh, be professional and, and obviously get the work done. But when it's not, you got to have levity. Well, and also here's something the fans might not know is that, you know, at least when I was working, you would get maybe one take, maybe three takes to do your stuff on camera and then they would move on. Yeah. And I would always be, because I had come from theater where you just practice and practice and practice. So I was always like, are you sure you got it, right? But um, yeah, that was really fun. And the other kind of interesting thing about me working on Stargate was a lot of people don't know, I was doing two shows, different productions in the same day. So I was acting on Stargate and then I'd have to rush over well, it was actually vice versa, but I would be do- filming a video game at a whole other studio and a totally different look uh, for that. And then other times I was doing Stargate, I was working on another TV series, working as a uniformed cop and like doing this really like tough, like action role. So it was like really wild. Like it was such a dynamic time for me where I was, you know, I was, I was like very fortunate at that wow. time. Wow. I wonder yeah. about that because we, we had talked with um, Dan Shea a few mm-hmm. weeks ago who played Siler and was, was uh, the, stump, uh, the 
uh, stunt coordinator on SG-1 uh, about how he was double booked for a day or two and how it caused problems. I didn't know that that was a thing where you could actually do that. I thought that when you were booked, you were booked for a whole day. You could actually be booked for half a day? Well, the producers have to work that out. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah, because, you know, they have to be willing to share you and, you know, figure out what their day looks like and what they need from you that day. So definitely like the producers were, were very kind about working mm. it out with each other, uh, thankfully, so that yeah, I could do both, you, do the work. you know, yeah, God forbid I'd have to like say no to a part, you know, that would be unfortunate. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, y- y- the, the industry, like, like a lot of us who, you know, are not, uh, in a, in a regular um, paying field, you know, it ebbs and flows and you got to catch it when you can. You know, mm-hmm. so the people who who help you do that, you never forget them. Yeah. How were the costumes? Oh man, that first one, man, oh Ooh. man, right? <laughs> well, firstly, you know, getting cast and you go in for your fitting, and they had, you know, because a, a lot of my tribe was leather clad, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at um, photos of what I was wearing. I was in leather pants, leather outfit, leather arm guards. I had chain mail here and here. And then I had my, um, I think it was a Moloch like tattoo mm-hmm. on my forehead. Um, and I was just blown away walking into the warehouse, the Stargate like uh, costume warehouse, it's a just factory. seeing the craftsmanship yeah. and the detail on every single thing. I mean, this isn't just like, you know, school glue put, you know, like it's, Mm. it's really high caliber. So, um, and I, I, you know, big shout out to all of the teams that, that worked on all of the aspects, like from the props, the weapons, everything on Stargate was really top notch. It's, it's a, it stands to reason, it, it stands to explain why the show lasted 17, the franchise lasted 17 seasons. You know, you've got you've got a machine going there where everyone knows exactly what it is that they're doing. You know, if uh, and they're not afraid to try something new, you know, I mean, even in season seven, by season seven, eight, nine, you know, they're still creating uh, brand new content that is unexpected in so many different ways. And then moving from that leather into council robes, you know, something a little bit more flowing. (laughs) well not just that they were very heavy and weighted and they had this giant cowl you know and then the the necklace that you wear and then i still had the leather armbands underneath exactly and the chain mail because it's like you still get a hint of of kalel you know old um you know former wardrobe into this new was uh, her identity it's who she was you never know you may need to go into combat that's true. You got to be ready at all times. It's amazing how a costume informs a character, isn't it? Yes. Especially with the weight of something simple as council robes, you know. You get the regal kind of authority, like how significant this is. Did Did yeah. you know going in, um, was it made clear uh, to you through either the script or for just talking with Chris and talking with the producers, how big a deal it was by season nine that the Jaffa had... had uh, had managed to secure their freedom that was a big deal i think i was just so excited to be back that like (laughs) that was the big deal for me was just who i get to play with like act with and the awesome list of actors that they kept bringing in for additional guest stars and just the fact that i got to always work with the sgc team I just felt so blessed the whole time. Like, it was just incredible. I was always hoping that uh, uh, Christopher's uh, Jaffa story that he wanted to do was going to get off the ground. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm still hopeful at some point that we'll be able to do something like that because I wouldn't be surprised if there is a place for Kalel in that story. Somewhere. Of course there is. <laughs> I'm here for it. I am here for it. I am ready. I got my my Zach gun ready. I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> and if you're paying close attention in Stargate Universe, listeners, watchers, you may <laughs> see Simone in the background. 
depending on how close you're paying attention. You yes. were actually on board Destiny. Yes, I was. So that was really just an excuse for me to hang out with everybody. <laughs> um, and so I popped in once in a while um, as Lincoln, and it, it was great. Yeah. What a set, a caliber of what a great caliber of people. I was so blown away with that with with that ship. It was something out of H.G. Wells. It was so cool. They had yeah. put so much money into that thing. It's just a shame that it got canceled when it did. Yeah. Well, all the Stargate sets. I mean, just even being in um, the the gate room for SG One yeah. and seeing the gate really spin and the chevrons really lock and just like everything it was just so like whoa this is so awesome and the whole 10 years that that thing ran it never missed an address that every time every single that gear underneath that thing missed uh, it hit its mark every single time until the day it was decommissioned that is just yep. nuts yep it's the ultimate uber no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Never misses its address. No, That's funny. You have had a fair amount of interaction with the Stargate fans. Um, and uh, you and I met at GateCon 2018. Wow, it's been that long. Oh, um, that was so much fun. I know. What is it like um, meeting the fan community and and seeing their passion for, for the, these these different series, this franchise, and and continuing to want to be involved in in your life and your creative process and everything else, it's a it's a series that it's it's evergreen. It doesn't lose yeah. its significance. Yeah, and the conventions are the and you know Stargate in itself are, is the gift that keeps on giving. Meeting the fans is such a pleasure, and it lifts me up to meet them and hear their stories and just the fact that it is a world-renowned show to this day mm-hmm. globally and that you know there I could be at that convention with you in Vancouver Canada and people had flown in from Europe I mean that all is over. just all over the world um, and just really getting a chance to connect with people and and hear that Oh yeah, they watch Stargate. Their kids watch Stargate. Their parents watch, you know, so it's a whole generational. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, some people had talked about how the show really saved them and brought levity into their life when they personally felt a lot of darkness and just, you know, being able to watch that show, how, how um, helpful it was for them and how much it meant. And even, when people are excited to meet me, I'm just always so surprised, but it's, it's such a joy. And yeah, the fact that they still connect with me and I've made some lifelong friends, including you. So Absolutely. Um, I'm really grateful. Didn't you, that uh, wasn't there like a painting or a portrait that you had done? You know, I have yeah. done a series of Stargate inspired paintings. One of which is really fun and I love it. It's somewhere out there in the world. I am a huge fan of uh, the episode from Stargate SG-1, Window of Opportunity. Yes. And so this I This little did... obscure show that no one ever talks about. <laughs> so I, I just loved that uh, ketchup and mustard on the plate. <laughs> so I did as a joke, which, you know, was kind of paying homage, right? I did a painting of that happy face that was initially in ketchup and mustard. Of course, I used paint, not ketchup and mustard. Um, and yeah, so I sold a few um, paintings. And every on time plates? someone. No, not on plates. No, okay. on, on canvas. On canvas. Okay. Um, and I'm actually um, gearing up to do a series of Stargate paintings um, oh. and making those available. So, yeah. Well, so keep everyone... us in the loop on that. I absolutely want yeah. to decide. Yeah. Well, because I know. I know you also um, celebrate, you know, Stargate inspired art. So that's, uh, that's cool. Very much so. Yeah. Gary Jones has, has uh, come on and shown some of his work. So I'd love to have you back and show some of this off when you have it, uh, have it ready to go. I'd like to do some kind of like a, a gallery of it, especially if it's available to fans. Cause I know some of them would be interested. 
Yeah. And the other thing too, is, is when the fans purchase art from me, it is one of a kind. And so I will always inscribe a personal inscription to them or whoever they're gifting it to on the back. So mm. it kind of makes it like even more special because you're Absolutely. almost getting an autograph and a special note in addition to the art. So. Yeah. This is for you. You know, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got some fan questions for you. Okay. So, William Ahrens. Do you know why your character was given a name so similar to a Kryptonian? Or if that's just a coincidence? I don't know. But you know what? That's a great question. And I was also amazed that the they could clear that name. Right. Because, because typically every single character name or place or everything needs to be cleared legality, right. like for legality. And the fact that Kalel is the name of Superman is crazy. Yeah, so, exactly. But you know what? I I feel like a superwoman, like a Wonder Woman. So, you know, I'm all good with it. Yeah, but I don't know why. Chris never explained that to me. And I, I don't know if that was something that was subconscious with him. Cause like, surely he must've known. I suspect he had, he had some kind of, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a, like a deliberate, like nod to Superman there. Yeah. So I'll have to ask him next time uh, we talk. Absolutely. I mean, it would certainly yeah. make sense with Amazonian Jaffa, you know, so if they are, they are super strength. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, Teresa, uh, do you have an innate love of sci-fi or was this something that you fell in love with when you started doing the work? I had an innate love, uh, primarily with movies first. Mm. So I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy of Star Wars, you know, obviously like Turn of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, love, 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 um, you know, love Children of Men and District Nine, and you know all another these. one. And they finally announced District a new 10. District Nine. Uh huh. District Ten. That's gonna be exciting. I know. I can't wait. Yeah, and Planet of the Apes movies, yeah. like amazing. Um, I think my gateway to sci-fi television was actually Battlestar Galactica. The new one or the old one? Uh, the newer one. I love Ron which Ron's I ended Galactica. up uh, being in, in, it. The, in the uh, show finale. Yeah, uh, the two part show finale. So that was just extraordinary for me because I was such a fan of the show, and then to be on the show, I was like, ah. so, "It's great sci-fi." Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you know, right now I'm I'm watching WandaVision, which is so much fun. I, I haven't that seen show. it yet. I heard a few <gasps> people said, you know, you it, it really takes a few episodes to get going. Not for me. Not for you? Uh, it is so much fun, and <laughs> it is such an unexpected surprise. I really recommend everybody give it okay. a shot. I love The Mandalorian um, yes. and Stranger Things and Dark Matter. Um, so, yeah, I do love sci-fi. Awesome. There's there's yeah. so, so much of... Um, what's good on TV quote unquote right now streaming is, is coming out of sci-fi and it's just, it's, it's almost impossible to keep up with even, even in pandemic circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> I know we need to clone ourselves just so we can watch everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Gap Stargate said, I just want to have someone mention about what the, uh, what uh, uh, Simone um, means to her fans. She's a great person. So, <gasps> Hey, there you go single tier. Thank you. <laughs> <Camp> <laughs> really Wells, appreciate it. The spelling of uh, your name is French. Do you speak French? I was taught French in school because in Canada, French is our second language. Yes. I do not consider myself fully fluent. Although when traveling in Vietnam one year, I shocked myself that I actually could hold a conversation in French with a man mm. there. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, Who's this person? Back. But yeah, it came back. Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, any projects that we should be on the, the lookout in addition to your, your show and your Stargate arts? Um, Anything you know, in it's the interesting. Well, because I did, I did have a feature film uh, documentary that I was going to star in right before the pandemic. I was supposed to fly to China 
uh, my mother is Chinese and um, a documentarian wanted to fly my parents and I back to her village and kind of like see, you know, uh, see me go back to where her roots are from. Have you been um, to where she's from? I have not. You have not. Okay. No, my mom and dad and her brother went on a, you know, voyage to go see what it's like. Um, and it was quite a wild story. So she moved from there very young. Mm. And so their house was left completely intact and they just locked the door and closed it. And when she went back from being a little girl to now, you know, she's in her mid seventies, the place was still the exact same. And the neighbor oddly recognized her oh like, my through God. her face. I was like, well, I still have the key. And she like, they went and they did a whole tea ceremony and blessed the place. And so I guess we have, you know, this, property i guess it or they have a property um in china wow yeah holy cow so that's kind of a cool story and so any chance that 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 could well it's tricky because the politics this is true you know anyway not getting too much into that but there's a lot of kind of complicated things so i'm not sure that that's gonna happen but that was supposed to happen and then of course i had um conventions lined up that I was supposed to go to. I was supposed to go to the UK for not just another sci-fi con and also gate con. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think out when it's clear, um, I will be doing more conventions live. And, um, you know, I've been auditioning for some pretty big projects. And so, you know, that's always, uh, you know, We'll see how everything pans out with that. But yeah, I, uh, as for my show, I've got a show coming on next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So great. if you see me on social media, I, I will hype all that. Absolutely. We'll help yeah. promote it as well. Thank That's you. terrific. Yeah. I think that we need to have um, an episode at some point with you, me, and uh, uh, Sue Ann Braun. You know, get all the hosts together and, and field questions and maybe do some kind of a of an episode rewatch or something of that sort. Well, um, you know, what is funny is I, she was the very first guest that I approached and I said, Sue Ann, I'd like to invite you to be my first guest. And she said, oh, darling, I can't. I'm doing my own show. And I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got people booked all the way into the fall. And I was like, oh, wow. Like you are yeah. so much further ahead of me. Like She had just <laughs> lined up all of her guests and, and I, you know, so, um, but yes, I, I, uh, I do. Absolutely. I think she's doing some great stuff. I mean, you too. I mean, Thank it's really you. been a joy to watch all of, all of us, uh, grow our channels. It's and, and securing guests, man, you know, it's like herding cats, you know, everyone has the best of intentions, but you know, securing everybody and making schedules work and everything else is not the easiest thing in the world This is the hardest part about this, in my opinion. Yeah. One of my shows, it took two and a half months to yeah. secure the group of panel that I was trying to coordinate because everyone is so busy. Yeah, with, exactly. You know, their with what they're dealing with, you know, they're, they're managing to make it work. So it's nice yeah. to see so many of these talent working again through this whole situation despite it it, it, despite it that you know like canada's they've they've figured it out and so like people like amanda tapping it sketches catch can with amanda we've been trying to get her uh, since september and she just keeps on going and going and we're like good for you (laughs) you know this is great well she you know i think it's so fantastic that she's become the director that she has as well because i remember back in the day she wanted to direct Star Stargate. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really um, challenging thing for her at first where, you know, there was a bit of reluctance, um, you know, handing, handing the keys to the car over to somebody. And I am just so um, impressed and inspired by her constantly. I mean, she's just an amazing actress she's as is. Yeah. Yeah. But just to see what she's done. And, and I too have been dipping my toes into getting into directing and I I would love to see that happen for me as well. So absolutely. She's inspiring. 
She is yeah. indeed. Yeah. So anything else uh, that uh, we can uh, uh, bring to light or uh, get get fans uh, to look forward to before before we let you go? So you've got your you've got your next show coming this this coming Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I will keep you updated as okay. to how my avocado tree is yes, growing. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I want to see some pictures. Send me some pictures. Yeah. And I've also been cooking a lot and really pushing the corners on what I can cook. Like in the last couple weeks, I've been really killing it in the homemade ramen game because I, <laughs> well, because I, you know, I don't always get to go to all the restaurants that I want to go right. to eat. So I thought, okay, well, you know, metaphorically, like teach myself how to fish, like make, learn how to cook those things. Right. That I, I wish I could get from a restaurant and also, you know, just, I don't know. It's fun. I always love learning things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. It's it's been a pleasure to have you. We've got to we've got to do something where we get uh, uh, a bunch of you back. I I want to do another um and I have been talking with the guys over at Wyvern about it of doing another uh, uh, Stargate role playing session. That other one was just so much fun. That was such a blast. That was a I blast. Love that. Yeah, it was so great. Absolutely. I would definitely be down for that. Well, I'll put you down then. I'll let you know as soon as we get uh, a date in mind. We're going to put it around toward when the uh, the product comes out. So hopefully not yeah. too very long from now. And I so. hope those guys can send me some of those sweet Stargate dice. dice. Yes, exactly. They're so cool. <laughs> yeah. We will make that happen. Absolutely. So it's been a pleasure to have you. And it's so good to see you again. You too. It's always a pleasure to speak with you and my love to all of the fans. Thank you so much for all of your support uh, now and through the years. I'm, I'm just really um, grateful for, for everyone. Absolutely. And be yeah. sure to uh, check the link below a few minutes after recording this for uh, uh, the Simone Bailey show or just type Simone Bailey into YouTube and you'll get there as well. Simone, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and we'll be in touch very soon. Okay. Yes. Everyone take care. You too. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye. (laughs) Simone Bailey. Kalel in Stargate SG-1. Great human being. I I, I think the world of her. Bumped into her at uh, GateCon 2018 and, and became fast friends. So, all right. I do have some artwork and this is from... Elser, I believe the name is correct. This is a portrait of Simone. Best known for her role as the Jaffa warrior Kalel in the series Hashtag Stargate SG-1, but also for the role of Grace in the TV series The L Word and Shona in Battlestar Galactica. You know, the uh, the DeviantArt website is such a um, a well of, of absolutely beautiful, beautiful uh, art of all different mediums, all different styles. You know, and this is uh, this was really cool when I came across this. So I absolutely uh, had to share it. Today is your last day to own a piece of the Pegasus Dial Home device for the month of February. Dial the Gate is partnering with Empire Movie Props to give away this piece of the DHD from the Atlantis episode Phantoms. To enter to win, you need to use a desktop or a laptop computer and visit dialthegate.com. Scroll down to submit trivia questions. Your trivia may be used in a future episode of Dial the Gate, either for our monthly trivia night or for a special guest to ask me in a round of trivia. Please note the submission form does not currently work for mobile devices. Please get your trivia in before Eastern Time, uh, midnight, March the 1st. If you're the lucky winner, I'll be notifying you uh, via your email to get your address. And big thanks to Empire Movie Props for making this item available to our audience. Dial the Gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching, but if you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag. We're now offering t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and hoodies for all ages and a variety of sizes and colors at Redbubble. We currently offer four themed designs and hope to add more in the future. The word cloud designs have both a solid background or a transparent background option, so you have some flexibility when choosing a lighter dark color, so do keep that in mind when you're making your selection. Checkout is fast and it's easy, and you can even use your Amazon or PayPal account as Visit dialthegate.redbubble.com and thank you for your support. I do have um, 
uh, Burned Backhouse wanted to know, can we please do a crossover with Sue Ann? Yes. So uh, Sue Ann and I were talking about that as well. I'd love to do something with uh, with all of the YouTube hosts at some point, uh, too. Thanks so much to Summer, um, Tracy, Keith, Jeremy, Reese, Linda, Gategabber, Fury, and uh, uh, Jennifer Kirby. You guys are making the show happen and uh, I appreciate everyone for tuning in uh, next weekend. Before I let you guys go, we do have uh, Saul Rubinick joining us on March the 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. He's going to be uh, uh, taking us back to Stargate SG-1's Heroes with Emmett Bregman. And then at 1 p.m., two hours later, Vaitiari Hershon Share. And Aminet from Stargate SG-1 as well. She's going to be joining us. Those are March the 7th, uh, which is going to be next Sunday here on Dial the Gate. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I really do appreciate your time, and um, I'm glad that you're enjoying the show. Please give us a thumbs up if you are if you are indeed liking the show. Consider subscribing uh, and letting your fellow Stargate fans know about it. Thanks for so much for tuning in. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gate. See you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner. Co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. <laughs>